welcome to the broadcast of Crosstown Church of Memphis. We are a church that is Christ-centered, diversity-driven, and community-committed. A church that's bringing people together, sharing God's message of hope, love, and service. We seek to love God, love people, and serve the city. We welcome you to our broadcast with Pastor Byron Fitzpatrick. Well, today we are concluding a teaching series that's titled Small Things, uh, which is lesson number five for today. We're concluding it. The subtitle for today's lesson, if, those, if, if you are taking notes today, is titled, I Am Not Listening. Now, 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 there is a preface to that that I didn't give right off the hand in the title. There is another word that's in front of that, you know, uh, 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 well, never mind. I'll just leave it at that. Sorry. I just want to apologize right now in advance. I want to say I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm not listening. Y'all know, you know, we have people all the time, you know, in situations and, and, and we have conversations with people, we're talking to people, and we feel like they're just not listening to us, right? How many people actually apologize in advance to let you know that they're not listening? <laughs> Nobody. I, I wish people would do that, right? I, I wish people would say, sorry, I'm not listening. So therefore, you don't have to, you won't, you won't be wasting my time, you know? If I know that you're not going to be listening from the start, Ain't no sense of wasting my time. Ain't no sense of you wasting your time. Let's just move on, okay? But the reality is, is most people don't. They just go right into saying what they're saying, doing what they're doing, and not listening. I don't like it when people don't listen to me. Do you like it when people don't listen to you? I sure don't. Nobody likes that, amen? Well, before we go too far, get too deep into this, but that is the subtitle for today. Sorry, I'm not listening, Amen. So in this series, Small Things, we've been talking about how so often our main point has been that it's the small things that so often makes the biggest difference. And we talked about multiple different things. It's the small things that so often makes the biggest difference. It's the small things that we so often overlook, we so often neglect, we so often don't give them the actual attention uh, uh, that they actually deserve. But they're actually making a big difference. They're actually having a greater impact on a situation or in our lives than we actually give them credit for. You know, book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 9, it says, a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Uh, if you want to look at the flip side of that, a little leavening can unlevel the whole lump. Amen? But looking at the scripture, we know, defining the word leaven, we know that that is yeast. And the lump that's being referred to here is the dough. We know that when you make dough, when you make some biscuits or some you know, pie crust, or not pie crust, because you want that to be flat, right? But whatever it is that you're making, you put some yeast in the dough. The yeast is what's going to make the dough rise, amen? Without yeast, the dough won't rise, it stays flat, right? But if you put some yeast in there, but here's the thing, it doesn't take a whole lot of yeast. It takes just a little bit of yeast to make a whole lump of dough rise, amen? It's a small thing, Yeast is a small thing, but it makes a big difference, amen? It totally changes the dynamic of the dough depending on what it is that you're trying to make, amen? 
If you're trying to make some flatbread bread crackers, you probably don't want to use no, no yeast in, 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 in the crackers, amen, in the dough, right? But if you're trying to make some uh, uh, homemade biscuits like my grandma used to make, then you probably want to put some yeast in there, amen? But the small things, it's the small things that so often makes the biggest difference, amen? So today, again, I said we're talking about sorry, the subtitle is sorry, I'm not listening. I was talking to someone the other day, and I'm talking to them, they actually came to me. They came to me and they were, they were talking about some different situations in their lives that they were going, going through. And they was asking me, basically coming to me for some help, coming to me for some input, some advice, some direction in their situation. Amen. And they're talking, they're talking, they're talking, they're talking, they're talking. And I'm listening and I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening, you know. And, and at some point, you know, uh, since they're coming to me, at some point, it's okay, it, it becomes my turn, right? They, they done did a whole bunch of talking. At some point, it's my turn, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing their situation. I'm listening to them. I'm ga get gathering information from them. I have a good understanding of what's going on. <clears throat> so as I'm trying to give them some advice, as I'm trying to give them some input on their situation, give them some encouragement, give them some enlightenment, every time I would open my mouth, I could not get one sentence out. I'm not talking about, you know, a few sentences. I could not get one sentence out before this person would interrupt me. And every single time, this is the way they would interrupt me. They would interrupt me, but, 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 or, or I, I know, I know, I know. I, it was always in a way to tell me that, no, that, 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 ain't, that ain't good enough. But give me something else. That's not good enough. You know, it, it was like, and, and it, it just kept going on and kept going on and kept going on. And, and after a while, I said, shut up. I did. I yelled at her. <laughs> I said, shut up. You ain't listening. I said, you, be quiet and listen. I said, you can't hear nothing because you're not listening. You need to be quiet so you can hear what I'm trying to say to you. You come to me for some help. I'm trying to give you some help. But the only way you're going to receive this help is to be quiet and listen. You've given me enough right now. I have a good understanding of what's going on. This made me frustrated. I was frustrated. How many of you guys are just frustrated? You're trying somebody to come to you and they're talking to you. And it, it, it don't even have to be that somebody's coming to you with a problem. But they're coming to you, having a conversation, you're talking to people, and they just ain't listening to nothing that you're saying. They're just constantly talking, constantly interrupting you, and going on. It's frustrating to have a conversation with somebody, and they're not listening. Amen? Uh, they could, this person could not receive anything that I had to say because they were too busy talking. You know, uh, Ron DMC had a song back in the day, uh, Shut Up. You talk too much, right? <laughs> Shut up. You talk too much. There are some people that cannot hear because they talk too much. They won't listen for anything. The book of James chapter 19 and verse 1, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note to this. Everyone should be, do what? Quick to listen and what? Slow to speak and what? Slow to anger. Most people... Most people in our society today, most people that we encounter today are the complete opposite of what the word says. The, 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 the apostle James is trying to give us some instruction here. He's trying to give us some direction here. He's trying to give us some encouragement. Basically, in so many words, he just says, shut up. You talk too much. He says, dear brothers and sisters, in his very nice way of saying this, right? 
Take note of this. Amen. When he says take note of this, what is he saying? Listen. <laughs> He's, that's just his way of saying, listen. Dear brothers and sisters, listen. Everyone should be what? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. But most people are not that. Most people are this. Most people are slow to listen. They're quick to speak, and they're quick to get angry. Amen? Listening is a small thing, but it makes a big difference. It's a small thing, but it makes a big difference. Listening is something that we neglect. Listening is something that we overlook. Listening is something that we don't prioritize in our encounters, in our conversations with people. You know, it's the difference between knowing and not knowing. Listening is the difference between knowing and not knowing. It's the difference between understanding and not understanding. The book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, listen, my children. Amen. So if you're taking notes, make sure you underline or highlight the word listen. Amen. Proverbs 4 and verse 1, listen, my children. Remember last week I was, uh, I was, uh, the, uh, I was ministering last week and I had used a couple of verses out of the book of Proverbs and I shared with you guys that uh, the, uh, King Solomon a lot of the Proverbs that he wrote, you know, these, these uh, wise instructions, you know, they were written to his children, things that he learned from his father, King David, things that he learned from his mother, things that he learned along the way. These were wise instructions that he was passing along to his children in hopes that they would take on, follow these instructions, that they would listen to him that they could live a successful, prosperous, respectable, God-fearing life. Amen? And so here he is right here. King Solomon is speaking to his children, and he says, Listen, my children, to the instructions of a father. He says, And attend to understanding. Amen? Listen, children. He's, he's begging them. He's pleading with them. He's, he's uh, uh, you know, commanding command them. Listen. Verse 1. Go and jump down to verse number seven in that same proverb, chapter number four, chapter four. And he says this. He says, listening is a principle. No, he said wisdom, I'm sorry, is a principal thing. Therefore, do what? Get wisdom. Amen. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom is a principal thing. So he's telling his children, he said, listen, my children. He said, to the instructions of a father. He said, attend to my understanding. Verse number seven goes on. He says, wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. He said, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Solomon is telling his kids that if they would listen, he's instruct, instructing them to listen carefully. And by doing so, what's going to happen if they listen? By doing so, they will gain wisdom and they will gain understanding. So many people in our society today, they lack wisdom and they lack understanding. Why? Because they don't listen. If people would just listen, they can gain some wisdom and they can gain some understanding. Amen? Amen. Sorry, I'm not listening, y'all. Amen. So I'm going to share a Bible story with you guys. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Genesis chapter 41. And I, I will give you uh, the setting in this, in this story right here. So this is a story. Some of you are probably familiar with this story. Remember Joseph in the Technicolor uh, 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 robe or coat or whatever, the rainbow coat that he had, his, his father gave it to him. Oh, man, if y'all haven't gone and seen that play before, well, next time it comes to this area, y'all need to go watch that play, man. It's a cool play. Uh, uh, Joseph in the Technicolor raincoat or, or Technicolor... 
some coat, yeah. It's, in other words, Joseph's father, he gave him, his name was Jacob, he gave him a, a, a robe, and it was, rain, it was full of colors, rainbow colors and everything like that. Jacob, Jacob was the second youngest, I believe, of 12 brothers. So Jacob eventually became known as Israel. God changed his name to Israel. His 12 sons became known as the 12 tribes of Israel, okay? So Joseph was the second to the youngest son, I believe. Uh, if I, I think Benjamin was the youngest and then, then, then uh, uh, Joseph. Joseph was one of his, son, his father's favorite son, okay? And he gave him this special rain color. And anyway, all his brothers got jealous of him and everything like that. Anyway, he, been, he was in the, his brothers sold him off into slavery. They put him in a pit. You know, they took the coat. They killed the animal, put blood on the coat, took it to their daddy. So daddy, the, the animal killed uh, uh, Joseph, right? And they sold him off to slavery somewhere. This man, this guy, well, not man, but a young, he was, he was young at the time. Young man ends up in Egypt in slavery. He ends up being bounced around and sold back and forth into slavery. So at this particular time, at this point that we're going to be talking about here, Joseph now, his, he's separated from his family for years. He's been in prison. He's been enslaved. But right now he's in prison in Egypt. He's in the Pharaoh's dungeon. Okay? Locked up in prison. Pharaoh has a dream. Pharaoh has a dream, and in his dream, he's disturbed by it, and it wakes him up in the middle of the night. You ever had a dream that wake you up in the middle of the night? If it wakes you up, you might want to pay attention to it, all right? If you keep sleeping, it just might be yourself trying to entertain yourself. But if it, wake, <laughs> but if it, if it wakes you up, <laughs> you might want to pay attention to that dream, okay? Pharaoh has his dream. It wakes him up in the middle of the night. He wakes up in a cold sweat and everything, and he's disturbed by this dream. Like, oh, gosh, this, this is a crazy dream, right? So he calms himself down. He goes back to sleep. He's go, he goes back to sleep, and he has another dream. And the, the dream that he had is there, there's, there's different elements that's different, you know, but the context of the dream is exactly the same. So when he wakes up again, you know, he's like, man, this got to mean something. I had two dreams. You know, very vivid dreams, and the, the, the elements are different, but it's the same dream, basically. So somebody's trying to tell me something, okay? Pharaoh calls all of his magicians, he calls all of his, his, his wise people, his prophets, or whatever you want to call them. You know, he called them all in, and, and he said to them, hey, I had this dream. Here's this dream. I'm going to read some of this stuff, okay? In the book of, 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 book of Genesis, chapter 41, I'm going to start in the first uh, verse. It says, two full years later, Pharaoh, he dreamed that, or Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. In his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows that came up out of the river and began to graze in the marsh. He says, then he saw seven more cows come up behind them in the Nile. These were scrawny and thin. These cows, they stood beside the fat cows on the bank. So you got these fat, seven fat cows, and then you got these uh, seven skinny cows. They came up out the river, right? And they're on the grass area, and they're, they're grazing. So you got these scrawny cows, these thin cows. He said, then the scrawny, thin cows ate up the seven healthy fat cows. So the skinny ones ate up the fat ones. He said, at this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up in a cold sweat, all right? He goes back to sleep. He has another dream, all right? He falls back to sleep. He says, he says, he says uh, but he fell back to sleep again. And he had a second dream. He said, this time he saw seven heads of grain, lump and beautiful and growing on a single stock. He said, then he saw seven more heads of grain that appeared to be very uh, shriveled up and withered by the, by the east wind. And these thin, these thin heads... 
they swallowed up the seven plump, well full heads of grain. And then Pharaoh woke up again and realized that this was all a dream, okay? So again, so he had the seven fat cows, he had the seven skinny cows, the skinny cows ate up the fat cows. Then he had another dream and there was, he had seven, uh, a, a stalk, a, a stalk with seven, you know, full of grain on it. And then he had one that was withered up. The one that was withered up swallowed up the one that was full. You guys get this? So basically you got something that's sick over here that's eating something that's healthy, right? Okay. He, go, he, he wakes up, he calls all his magicians, hey, hey, y'all got to tell me what this dream is. Y'all got to tell me what this dream is. Something going on here. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. One of his magicians remembered. He said, hey, he said, whoa, wait a minute. I remember when we was locked up. He said, Pharaoh, you had came to us and you asked us to do something and we couldn't deliver for you. So you locked us, you threw us up in the, in the prison, right? And we was down there in the dungeon, locked up in the jail. When we was down there, me and old boy right here, we had a dream. And we had a dream and it disturbed us. We were scared, we was nervous. So there was a guy that was locked up with us. We told him about the dream and he told us what the dream meant. And he said everything that he told us that was going to happen based on what that dream meant, it happened and we are restored right now to our position that we once lost. He said everything he said, it happened just like he said it was gonna happen. Pharaoh said, go get them, go get them. So they go down there to the prison Go down there to the jail. They pull Joseph out of the jail, bring him to the Pharaoh. Uh, before they bring him to the Pharaoh, they clean him up. All right, he's hair grown out of place. You know, he's down there in the dungeon with the rats and, and all the rodents and everything. You know, y'all know, I've seen them old movies, how they be down in them dungeons. Boy, they be dirty, right? Man, they had to clean my man up real good. Had to shave him up, put on some clean clothes because he had to be presentable to the king. They get him cleaned up, present him to the king. He go to the king and the king, uh, uh, go to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, hey, this is my dream. Uh, 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 I hear that you could tell people what their dreams are. And, and Joseph said, he said, well, he said, I can't tell you what your dream mean, means, but God can tell you. So let's trust God to, to reveal this to us. Pharaoh tells Joseph the dream. Joseph says to the Pharaoh, he says, this is what the dream means. He says, there's going to be seven years of wealth, seven years of prosperity, seven years of abundance. He said, Egypt is going to flourish like it's never seen before in the, in the next seven years. He said, but after that, there's going to come a famine. And that famine is going to be so strong, it's going to be so devastating that it's going to wipe out the seven years of, of, of abundance to where people will forget about it. Seven years of abundance, seven years of famine. That's what the healthy cows and the healthy grain represented, and that's what the scrawny ones, scrawny cows and the scrawny, the, the, the withered grain represent. The withered and the scrawny is going to destroy the healthy, and they're going to forget about the healthy. He said, but, 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 God always has an answer. All right? And so, he goes on, and this is what he says. Let me move on here. Uh, he says to him, he says, therefore, Pharaoh, Joseph is speaking to Pharaoh, right? He says, therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge over the entire land of Egypt. Then the Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years. He says, so this is what you need to do. He said, you need to find some people that can save you during this time. 
that can save the land during this time. Get you one wise person, one intelligent person, let that person be the one that's in charge, appoint supervisors to that person and let them go out and what they're going to do is they're going to collect one-fifth of all the crops, all the wealth, all the, all the, all the abundance, okay, over the next seven years. Take that one-fifth, store it up, so when the famine hits, it's going to be enough to sustain everybody through the famine. The famine ain't going to go away. The famine is going to happen. God already said it. It's going to happen. But you can survive it. You can weather it. You can make it through. And this is how you're going to make it through. So Pharaoh, he had a, a conversation. He, 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 he had counseled, uh, consoled, counseled with his magicians and his his prophets and everybody. He can, okay, who's the wise man? Who's the wise man? Who do, who would he have? Who, who do we have? That's the wisest. Who is the wisest? And they was like, mm -hmm. that's a big responsibility that Joseph just described, right? And, and they know pharaohs, pharaohs are ruthless, right? If you don't do a good job, you just might not live, you know, the next day. And so they were like, okay, we don't know. So he looked at Joseph. He said, well, why not you? You're wise. You're intelligent. He said, okay, you. You're going to be in charge then. You're going to be in charge. He said no one in the land will have a higher position of authority over you than me. He said you're over everything. You account to me. So what you just said, what you just said, do it. Do it. Here, Joseph, go do it. What, 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 what? It says right here in verse number 34. Or actually, let's go on past 34, okay? Oh, I missed it. I forgot it right. At the, at, so at, I think it's verse number 34. It says, so Pharaoh listened to Joseph's suggestions. Pharaoh did what? He listened to Joseph's suggestions. And in doing so, he pointed Joseph in charge over the entire land of Egypt. And Joseph, over those years, he did exactly what he said needed to be done to store up a fifth of all of the crops over the next seven years. Joseph did such a good job with this. He did even better than expected with this. He did such a good job with this that Egypt didn't even feel the famine. He did such a good job to that the famine went far beyond Egypt. It went into surrounding countries, surrounding regions. There was a time, when you go further into the story, there was a time where these, these, a, whole bunch, a whole big old family came to Egypt, traveled from their homeland to Egypt, looking, because everybody's been hearing, Egypt got extra, Egypt got an abundance. Man, you know how countries be these days when you got countries that got famine and you got other countries around the world like the United States be taking food and dropping them off in these other countries, help feeding them and stuff like that, right? Egypt was that country. They were sending food to other countries, help them survive this famine and stuff. This whole big old family come to Egypt because they try and make their head. Man, Egypt got some food. Egypt got some food. Go there. And, and, and Joseph is sitting in his chair. And guess who this family was that came before him? Joseph found out about him. They came. They had to come before him. They didn't even know he was, that, was a, that was his brothers. His brothers had to come to him. And when they, they standing before him, they didn't even know that that was they, that was their brother. They didn't know that was Joseph they were looking at. They looking at him as the king, you know, like, like next to Pharaoh. Woo! Oh, bow down, bow down. And he looked at them, he's like, he said, where's Benjamin? Y'all need to go read this story. He said, where's Benjamin? He said, you have a brother, his name is Benjamin. Where is he? 
Oh, he's at home with our father. Our father is very elderly. He's sick. He couldn't travel. He said, go get your brother and then come back. Go get your brother Benjamin. Benjamin was his favorite brother. The two of them were the two youngest, so they was really close. He said, go get your brother Benjamin, then bring him back. He brought his brother back. Benjamin knew who he was. He ended up saving his whole family. Amen. Let's go on here. Why is it? Why is it? I got to hurry up, y'all. I got to wind this down. Why is it? Answer this question for me. Why is it that we face problems in our lives? Why is it that someone has the answer, but we don't listen to them? Why is it that we have situations in our lives, things that goes on in our lives where we may need some help with this and we got trauma going on over here, we got stuff that's happening over here, you know, and, and, and we know somebody has the answer. Somebody, we're not the first one that's been through this situation. Other people have been through this situation and they have come out victorious on the other end. We know that the answer is out there. We know that people got the answer. We can even identify some people that we can see. We may not know them personally, but we know of them. We've seen them. They've been through the very same exact situation. We know they have the answer, but we won't listen to them. We won't listen. If we would only listen to those that are wise, those that are intelligent, we could do what? We could do what yeast would do to dough. We could rise up. We could rise up out of our situation. We can rise up out of whatever it is that's holding us down. Uh, 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 Joseph told Pharaoh, he said, the famine ain't going nowhere. The famine is going to happen. He said, but guess what? You can rise up out of it. You can rise up out of this thing. Just, and Pharaoh was wise enough. Pharaoh, he did what? He swallowed his pride and he listened. He sought out the answer. He knew he didn't have the answer. He, 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 sought, out, he sought to find the answer. Who has the answer? We got to go through some folks, y'all. Get everybody in here. We got to find out who's the wisest, who's the intelligent, who has the answer. Joseph. The most unlikely one had the answer. He was wise enough to even look at a man, a young man who was down in the prison for whatever reason. He was wise enough to look at that young man and say, I swallow my pride. And if this, if this is what you say we need to do, then this is what we're going to do. We are so prideful that we won't listen to people. We won't listen to wise people. We won't listen to intelligent people and follow the instructions that they give us that will help rise us up out of our situations that we're in. Did you know? Uh, uh, here's a did you know segment. Every now and then I do these did you know segments. Here's a did you know, all right? So if you're taking notes, did you know? Did you know? Just think about this. Did you know that listening is the most powerful tool for learning and for building relationships. Did you know? Now, let it sink in for just a moment. Listening is the most powerful tool for learning and for building in building relationships. If, if, if it wasn't, then why, why do you think you need a teacher in the classroom? Because you got to listen to somebody. If it wasn't, why you need a pastor? You gotta listen to somebody. I mean, think about it. You, you gotta listen. Everywhere in our entire lives, we gotta listen to somebody on something. This is how we learn. Children come up. How do they learn how to speak? They listen. 
How, how do people learn? People learn by listening. But in today's world, it is one of the most underutilized tools that we have at our disposal. It is the most, it is the most important tool when it comes to learning and for building relationships, but it is something that we totally underutilize. We don't use it. We learn by listening to our parents. We learn by listening to our family members. We learn by listening to our friends. And some of our friends, we shouldn't learn. A whole bunch of stuff that we learn, we shouldn't be learning. Amen. We learn the wrong stuff and not the right stuff. Amen. I learned a whole lot of wrong stuff from... Amen. Anyway, we learn from our teachers. We learn from our pastors. We learn from TV. We learn from radio. We learn from YouTube, social media, tutorials, podcasts, and the list goes on and on and on. We're listening to all of them. Whether it's good or bad, we're listening to all of them. I mean, think about this this morning. When you woke up this morning, how much stuff did you listen to before you made yourself in here? How much stuff did you listen to? A lot. Amen. Amen. Most of the books, think about this, most of the books that you read or that you have read, think about this. Most of the books that you read or have read, they, they, you read them because somebody either gave them to you or they recommended them to you. Whether somebody on TV recommended it, whether your friends recommended it, whether a teacher recommended it, whether your mom and daddy recommended it, whether you heard it on the radio, somebody recommended it or somebody gave it to you. Most of the books that we read is because we listened to somebody who told us about that book. We don't just, I mean, okay, let me move. Most of our, listen, most of our own individual potentials come from the opportunity to bounce our ideas off of who? Others. Most of our own individual potentials, they come from the opportunity to bounce our ideas off of others, whether they're their opinions, their ideas, their skills, their wisdom. They have the potential to, uh, they, to learn. We have the potential to learn from listening to them. We have something that's going on. We have an idea. We like, man, okay, I gotta, that's the greatest thing. I gotta, so what you want to do? You want to bounce it off somebody. But so often we bounce stuff off of people and we won't even listen to them. Because we we, we're going to figure it out on our own, or we already got to figure it out. Well, if you got to figure it out, why are you bouncing off somebody? People giving you some great advice, people giving you some great skills that they've already learned, that, they, that they've developed some great wisdom, they have some great ideas. Oh, man, here, yeah, that's a great idea you got. Here's something that you can add to it. Here's something that helps you, help you be more successful in it. Here, here, and we won't even do it. We'll walk away with it, but most of us. Most of us, we put a limit. We put a limit on our potential to learn because we jump, this is what we do. We're so quick to jump into the conversation with guns blazing, pow, 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 pow. Somebody's trying to give us some information. They're trying to teach us. They're trying to give us some skills. They're trying to give us some wisdom. And, and instead of us just listening to them, we got to pow, pow, pow. We got our opinions. We got our ideas. We got our skills. We got our wisdoms. Because we, what we're doing, we're trying to make sure we let them know that we're not dumb and we're not stupid. We don't want them to figure like, we, we don't want them to know that we're completely lost and we ain't got this thing figured out. We want them to figure out, oh, we, we know where we're going. We know where we're going. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, cool. Well, why are we, why are we talking then? We, 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 we limit ourselves because we don't listen to people. And it's, it's more than just hearing what they say. Pharaoh didn't just hear what Joseph said. Pharaoh listened to what he said. And he followed the instructions given to him 
by a guy that was locked up in prison. This keeps us from hearing their perspectives when we do this. Which could, be, which could be the very thing that pushes us to the next level. Amen? Amen. The book of Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 13, it says, who, He who answers a matter before he hears it fully, hears it fully, or hears it full, is what? It's full of folly and shame on him. People are offering us, giving us information. They're giving us answers. They're giving us ideas. They're giving us wisdom. And, and we're too busy interrupting and jumping in with, uh, uh, instead of just being quiet and listening. For, shame on us. Shame on us. We need to shut up and listen, and maybe we can learn something. Amen? How many times somebody done told you that? <laughs> Amen. All right, we're going to come down. We're going to get ready to close on this thing. When it comes to building relationships, I told you guys that listening is, is the most powerful tool when it comes to learning and for what? And also for building relationships, okay? When it comes to building relationships, your ability and your willingness to listen, it becomes a big turn off or a turn on. How many have ever gone on the first day before? Anybody ever gone on the first day? I'm sure everybody here has been on one, except Carson. But uh, <laughs> if you've been on the first day before, have you ever been on a first day before where the person just talk too much and don't listen to nothing? It's a turn off. But when you're on a first day with somebody and they, you, you, really, you really pick up that they're actually listening to you, it becomes a turn on. And you, it makes you want to know them more. It makes you be willing to go for a second date, amen? It, it, but when somebody, when you really pick up on somebody's not listening to you, you, this is a waste of my time. Why am I even doing this? You know, friends, you got people that you people that you work with, your counterparts, your co-workers and stuff like that, people that you deal with on a daily basis, there are people that you know you can identify with, they just don't listen. And it's like sometimes you're like, why are we even having this conversation? Because I already know you're not going to listen. So why are we even doing this? It's, 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 when it comes to building relationships, those people that have the ability to listen to you are the ones that you tend to keep closer to you in building that relationship to a stronger place. Amen? If they can't listen to you, then that's a big red flag. The number one cause for failed relationships and marriages. The number one cause for failed relationships and marriages, hands down, is what? Communication. And that breakdown in communication comes from not listening. It's the number one breakdown in relationships. It's the number one breakdown in marriages, not listening. If this is the case, if studies show that this is true, then that should tell us that this is a powerful learning tool. It's a powerful relationship building tool that we talk so often underutilize and we neglect it. And because we do, we fail. Active listening, it builds trust and strengthens relationship relationships. It resolves conflicts. It prevents you from missing important information. You're able to identify potential problems so that you can address them and solve them quickly. It gives you understanding. What does Solomon tell his kids? He says, listen, listen to the instructions of a father. 
He said, wisdom is a principal thing. So in all, he said, so get wisdom. And he said, in all you're getting, get what? Understanding. Listening gives you understanding. Listening is the most powerful tool for learning and for building relationships. Yet we so often underutilize it. One more did you know, and then we're done for real. Did you know that not listening is an act of selfishness? So listening is the most powerful tool when it comes to learning and when it comes to building relationships. Not listening is an act of selfishness. When you're not listening, your attention is occupied by something else. It is not occupied by the person that you're talking to. You are more interested in what you are, are what, what you got going on than taking the time to pause for just a moment to give attention to what the other person is saying. You are so quick to jump in with your opinions as if they are more important than what the pers other person is saying. I, 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 it gets on my nerves when I be talking to people so often and I'm, 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 they ask me for my opinion, right? And so I'm giving them my opinion or maybe I'm, going, I'm the one that's going to them and I'm talking to them and I'm sharing something with them and they so quick to jump in and give me their opinion but I ain't even asked, to, asked you for it yet. At least you can do it. Wait for me to ask you for it. I learned a long time ago, man, don't give people your opinions if they don't ask for it. Some people don't want your opinion. Some people just want you to do what? Listen. They just want you to listen. Just listen. I mean, in Proverbs 18 and 2, it says, a fool takes pleasure in understanding Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I said that wrong. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. Amen. If people don't ask you for it, don't volunteer it. Amen. L wait, wait, listen. Be quiet. Be slow to speak. Quick to do what? Listen. Quick to listen, slow to speak. And by doing so, if they want your opinion, they will give, they would ask you for it. They will open the door for it. They would do like Pharaoh did. Joseph, here it is. Joseph stood there and he listened to everything that the Pharaoh had to say. Then after the Pharaoh said what he had to say, Joseph, so what does this mean? He's asking him, what's your opinion? What's your opinion, Joseph? And Joseph gave his opinion, amen? closing quotes is this we have two ears and one mouth which means that we should be listening twice as much as we talk the biggest communication problem is we don't listen to understand we listen to respond sometimes I say this to my wife I said you didn't answer my question you responded to it I'm still left in a place of not having any understanding. Listen so that you can answer. Don't listen to respond. Listen so that you can answer. Another quote is this. The word listen contains the same letters as silent. <laughs> you don't believe me? Do your word scramble on that. See if, see if, see if I'm telling the truth. The word listen contains the same letters as silent. Last quote is this. Larry King said this. 
Larry King says, I remind myself every morning that nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn anything, I must do it by listening. If I'm going to learn anything today, do it by listening. Amen. In closure, in the closure of this teaching series, Small Things, our main point, it's the small things that so often makes the biggest difference. Listening is a small thing, but it makes a big difference. If this message was a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry in a financial way, you can donate electronically by texting to 84321 and enter the dollar amount you'd like to donate in the message area. Or you can mail a check or money order to Crosstown Church of Memphis, P.O. Box 40981, Memphis, Tennessee 38104. We invite you to visit our website at www.wearecrosstown.com for more information about our church. Join us for our next broadcast next Sunday at 10 a.m. Be blessed and be better.